0: Welcome to another Aliagraphic Monthly Roundup, November edition. I'm Yurgur Rutia from Kingston Libraries in Victoria and speaking from Bunurong land of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded, and we need a treaty. Now, today I'm here with uh, a couple of others. So we've got Jade.
1: Hi, I'm between libraries at the moment, but I'm
0: coming from Bidjigal land. Excellent. And we've got Marisa.
2: Hello. I am hoping to find a library soon.
0: (laughs) Yes. Anyone? (laughs) Marisa (laughs) is (laughs) great. All right. Excellent. Uh, so we've got, as usual, we have a few news items that we're going to talk about and some um, great graphic novels that have been published uh, recently as well. Not always necessarily this month, but, you know, recently <laughs> and and that we want to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, um, I thought that maybe we could start with, well, I'll start myself. Why not? So, yeah. Um, This is uh, actually not um, a news item about a graphic novel coming out, but about an adaptation of a graphic novel. And one that uh, um, just, I jumped with joy. Um, And I'm really curious about, because in my mind, I think that this graphic novel as a movie, I have no idea how it's going to work out. But if anyone can do it, it's probably Taika Waititi. Uh, but yeah, basically, the news is that um, uh, it seems like Taika Waititi has signed a deal to um, make the Inkal into a movie. And the Inkal is one of those um, masterpieces um an incredible piece of work by Moebius and Alejandro Jodorowsky so um you know one of the greatest creative minds and writers um and also in my opinion actually uh the greatest uh, comic book artist ever Moebius so you know it will be interesting how that's translated into a movie um, I'm a little bit scared, but at the same time excited. And of course, that prompted me to just pick up the graphic novel and read it again because why not? Uh, uh, you know, it's um we can never get enough of the incal. Um has any of you um ha- actually read the the incal? Nope. Yeah.
2: I have now heard that it exists.
0: Yes, it's uh it's a European graphic novel and like all European graphic novels very often in the English speaking world, they go under the radar, but it is, you know, um, it is quite an amazing work. Also, there's a lot of people who read it and just think, what the hell is this? And that's fair enough too. Uh
2: (laughs) And that both of those reactions make it sound like something that Taiko Itt would be interested in. Makes sense.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, obviously, he started as a filmmaker and he made some very influential uh, cult movies, like El Topo, um, which is like a completely surreal, psychedelic Western, and uh, The Holy Mountain, which is, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if I should swear, but yeah, it's a complete mindfuck of a movie. And and it's just amazing. And, uh, and uh, yeah, then he started making comics. He lives in France and uh, and he's been in, in in France. He's been making comics for a lot of years and he's made a lot of great comics. My favourite of his actually is Not Dane Cal. That's probably the one he's most famous for, but my favourite is The White Llama, um, which is another amazing graphic novel. But, yeah, anyway, I'm excited, and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Uh, but let's move on. Jade, what do you have for us?
1: Yeah, so in really wonderful news for Mariko Tamaki fans um, and just fans of diverse stories uh, in comics, um, so Mariko is launching a new imprint, uh, surely books through Abrams Comics Art, Um, And it's all dedicated to um, LGBTIQ uh, graphic novel creators. Um, So I'm I'm a big fan of her work. I think she's an incredible um, comic creator and storyteller um, just across so many sort of audiences, uh, subject areas, that kind of thing. Um, And just something that she wrote um, in an interview recently is that they're not focusing necessarily on queer stories, but on queer creators. And I think that's just a really interesting uh, area. I think quite recently um, in my library, we were having a bit of a, um, a discussion on what makes a, a rainbow collection. Is it you know just the, the author or is it the content? Um, is it all of the above? Um, so to actually have an imprint that focuses just on sort of queer authors, you have so much room to move and so many different stories to tell. Um, and I just think that's
0: awesome. And I think she's going to do it so well. Yeah. Yeah. That This is excellent news. Yeah. I love her work and, and yeah, I like, I like that as well. I like the, the that they're focusing on their creators and then, you know, they can tell their stories. Exactly. And, yeah, um am uh, very excited. And um, I think we have a couple of different links um, there as well. So um, one is kind of an article from Publishers Weekly about uh, the announcement of this, and the other one is an interview that the comics bit um, made with Mariko. So, yeah, w- really worth reading. Definitely. Uh, Marisa, have you read uh, Mariko's work? Any of works
2: I'm gonna say that if I did I wasn't focusing on the author's name um (laughs) the thing about me being a big reader of manga is that I focus on (laughs) the names of the characters or the name of the series and sometimes the author's name just flies over my head yeah um but it is kind of funny that Jade's topic and new stuff connects so well to what I was thinking about talking about. (laughs) So, um, earlier this month, there was a webinar hosted by the ALAs, the U.S. version of this group, except they're a little bit bigger and they've been a little more established. But anyway, um, Thanks to that webinar, I was introduced to a lovely, wonderful list of manga recommended by members of the community that showcases relationships of all sorts, and it was kind of funny looking at that list because so many of them were things that I had read or watched when I was younger, and it just kind of flew over my head that that was a noticeable part of the storyline. Hmm. <laughs> I was just like, huh, well, that's cool. I was reading diverse things before I knew they were diverse things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another cool thing is that some of the big ones on this list are ones that have had the anime, a uh, recent reboot of it card captor sakura sailor moon mm-hmm. just the fact that they've been around for years and they recently got a redo that you know changed the storyline emphasis changed the art style to make it closer to the manga and just so cool and one of the other ones on their list um <laughs> anime planet here the one that's currently number 19 our dreams at dusk by um shimaname tasogare and it's kind of one of those z-o-m-g kind of manga where you start reading it and you're like oh i've already finished reading the book what why is it already done what do i have more <laughs> <laughs> and um I I just picked up the first volume to start reading it and I was only somewhere in the first chapter and um next thing I knew I was looking at the back cover because I had finished reading it and I w- it looked over at my shelf and I was so happy to see that I did have the next few because my local library was nice enough to order in the first four volumes of it in English for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's good.
2: Yeah, it's been really good so far. Um, and I've also been uh, reading a lot of webtoons on my phone as the dog I was fostering would hold me hostage on the couch if I tried to sit in my computer chair. Um, he might chew on the chair or me or play with an absurdly squeaky squeaky toy. But if I was on the couch, he could cuddle with me on the couch and probably fall asleep. And it was a lot easier to actually accomplish things, even though they weren't the things I was originally wanting to accomplish. So I've read a lot of webtoons lately. And some of them are actually on a list that some of the Goodreads creators uh, profile people had put together there's um, a whole bunch that are showcasing relationships of all sorts and some of them like Gourmet Hound are completed series but others like Muted or The Witch in the Bull or The Wrath and the Dawn are ones that You start reading it, the next thing you know you're caught up on it and you are doing the grumpy fist wave of why hasn't the creator put up a new episode? It's been a few days, it's been a week, I want more and such. And some of these have gotten really, really big followings, like not just thousands of people subscribed to it on webtoons, but millions which is pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, in fact, now we're seeing that uh, Webtoons is um, basically they're, they're starting an imprint to publish a lot of the Webtoons uh, or the most popular Webtoons in print as well. So, obviously, Laura Olympus is coming out. Uh, but And that's one of the ones that I'm going
2: to be talking about. No poaching, no poaching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so obviously others will follow as well. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting as well to, to see uh, the impact that uh, Webtoons is going to have um, in comics and in, no, not only um, on the app, but also in print as well. Yeah. So
1: that just kind of um, cycles back around to something that we looked at in the Graphic Novel Club as well in um, the week on webcomics and what is a webcomic and how libraries can engage with them. I think obviously as they come out um, in print versions, that will make it so much easier to actually physically collect them um, and share them in a library space, too. So, yeah, that imprint is really exciting.
2: Especially since it's not a Kickstarter. Because from what I've seen, read, heard, libraries can't necessarily back Kickstarters officially. So it uh, may be more along the lines of library staff and patrons end up backing the Kickstarter and then donating it to the library afterwards. Yeah. Which, you know, on the one hand, that means you get to read it first before you donate it to the library.
0: Yeah. But on the other
2: hand... That's yeah. four steps.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the difficulties with uh, libraries, uh, especially with public libraries, you know, and they often have a little bit of red tape. So, you know, you, you need to buy things through a library supplier and that limits things. And that happens also with um, some Australian creators as well, you know, who... Um, are publishing things on Kickstarter and doing really, really well, but uh, then they find it really hard to get their books to libraries. And that's one of the things that um, from this group, we've been kind of advocating and saying, you know, maybe sometimes it's worth actually uh, finding a way around it. And, and, uh, you, you know, using that credit card that usually the library has somewhere. Um, you know, to to buy uh, um, books by Australian creators and get them to the library um, as well. But uh, yeah. Anyway, talking about that, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, new releases, and I'll start. So um, I don't read much manga at all. Um, in contrast to Marisa, who pretty much reads only manga, I think. <laughs>
2: sometimes i read novels okay (laughs) (laughs) but yes most of my illustrated whatevers are are manga
0: yeah so i don't read much manga but uh, um you know every now and then i try a manga here and there and um earlier this year i tried uh vinland saga and completely fell in love with the series um it's it's amazing. This series is just it just blew my mind. Uh, so I'm incredibly excited that a new volume is coming out, Vinland Saga Volume Twelve. Of course, you know we'll still have quite a few volumes until the series finishes. I think he said he needs another five years or something like that. But uh, but yeah, we're very excited to to have a new volume. Uh, excellent series, highly recommended. Uh, and that's published uh, by Kodansha and the creator is Makoto Yukimura. And I'm also really, really excited by uh, Friday Book One, The First Day of Christmas. Even though I don't really care much about Christmas, I'm very excited about this book. Uh, so thank you, Ed Baker, Marcos Martin and Munza Vicente. And this is published by Image Comics. And the book just looks Excellent, but I'm not going to say anything about it because I want people to actually check it, check it out, <laughs> check it out. So, yeah, um, just uh, get those two books. You won't regret it. And Jade, what do you have? Cool. Um, I have a couple
1: things. Um, first of all, I was really excited to talk about a certain book, which has now unfortunately been delayed. Um, so that's Five Worlds, Book Five, The Emerald Gate. Um So that's by a team of people um, with Alexis Siegel and Mark Siegel. Um, and unfortunately I think Australia is looking at a bit of a a supply chain crisis in books at the moment. Not sure if it's connected. I'm assuming it is, Um, but basically myself and many, many, many students in my library were just so incredibly excited for this last instalment in this wonderful series, and it's now been pushed a few months away, which is very upsetting. Um, But that's definitely one to look out for and look forward to in the new year. It is... It's been a big journey um, with that series. And yeah, just so many students have really enjoyed it. And I think book four kind of ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. So it's just something very exciting. Yeah. Um, and well, they'll have one, it
0: there. They'll have it there when when uh, school year starts again. So that's that's true. a good thing. You know? <laughs> meanwhile,
2: know, meanwhile here we all are great. waiting. You have less time to read.
0: Yeah. But meanwhile, here we all are waiting for Amulet book nine. You know? <laughs> I was talking to a person the other day who said, I know I'm going to love Amulet. I know I'm going to love it. And I kind of, I've opened the book and read a few pages, but I don't want to read the series. I haven't really started it until I know when book nine is published. And I'm like, oh, wise words. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> anyway. Next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and, yeah, one that I'm so excited to get, so which has come out this month, is Paper Girls, The Complete Story. So that's Brian K. Bourne and Cliff Chiang. Um, oh, my goodness. I have so much to say about this book, but I'll basically condense it into uh, having grown up reading a lot of manga, getting a little disillusioned with it uh, towards sort of uh, a little after high school this uh, series reconnected me with graphic novels and then in turn manga as well. It is such a fantastic series. Um, I don't know. How, how would you describe it?
0: Oh, man, I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it yeah, it's, it's an amazing series. Uh, and I think it's, you know, Brian Vaughn is a very consistent, solid comic book writer. I like pretty much everything he's written. Um, I always have a good time with, with um, his comics. And I don't know, you, uh, I mean, you know, Saga is amazing, but I, I think Paper Girls, um, it's, it's up there with Saga. It's really, really solid all the way from the start to the end. And I love that it's, you know, it's a complete story um, already. Uh, whereas Saga, uh, yeah, saga, uh, as much as I love it, it's, you know, this huge, massive monster <laughs> of a series. But yeah, I, I love Paper Girls. Uh, loved it. And and in fact, um, I remember the first time that um, I read the last volume. What I did was next day, I started the first volume again. Uh, and I, so, you know, I finished the, the last volume and then I started and read the whole series again. Um, just, uh, yeah, it's it's a great series.
1: It's absolutely one of those ones that you just want to go back and read it to see all the things you've missed. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And I've been really waiting, um, not knowing if it would be happening, but waiting for it to be released altogether so I can just buy, buy the one thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think they did this with Saga, you know, they published those huge, massive volumes. Now you've been published one that uh, has pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that, that that has to be an absolute monster. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they published those and they did pretty well with those. So, yeah. And I think libraries looking into this, uh, you know, anyone in collections, yes, if you look at this one, it will be expensive. But, um, you know, it is the complete story. It's five volumes in one. So bear that bear that in mind, and yeah, it's it's an amazing series. It definitely should be in every library. Um, Marisa, well, what do you have?
2: Yeah, so um, there was the one that you nearly stole from me, Laura Olympus. How dare! How dare! <laughs> uh, that's one that is supremely popular on Webtoon, and. It's actually come out not directly through Webtoon, but through Del Rey books. And I have some friends in the US that were just so excited for the print volume to come out. They were happily reading the Webtoon on their phone or whatever, tablet, computer, or whatever, as it was coming out but they were so excited to actually get the volume, so they could hold it and look at it and see the pretty colors on the paper. And
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a beautiful looking comic. I think that series has gotten a really big following to the point that you can actually get merch for it at stores, which is pretty impressive. Um, And I think it might bring back interest in Greek mythos the things that the Percy Jackson movie kind of destroyed, Laura Olympus might be building back up again. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of, it's not a graphic novel or a manga yet, but in the works now is a new bit for the Percy Jackson series. And one of my favorite young adult authors, Mark Oshiro, is co-authoring with Rick Riordan Mm -hmm. for this new sub-series focusing on um, two of the male characters Mm -hmm. that are a couple. And it sounds really cool. Excellent. And I don't remember anyone's names of characters because reasons. Um, But yeah, it sounds like it would be really cool. And the other one that is on our list It's called Tide Song, and I am loving the art style, just looking at the cover Mm. and then finding out that it involves um, magic usage and vaguely reminds me of a Ghibli movie because there's a character named Sophie, and she's learning about magic and things go wrong around her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it looks like it'll be a whole lot of fun to read through that one
0: yeah um jade you probably read um uh wendy's um previous graphic novel mooncakes
1: i haven't actually but i've seen it around a lot and i've been meaning to and yeah as marissa says the art is just beautiful like you absolutely want to read the book just from the cover
2: and it says it's the Goodreads um, review of it says it's perfect for fans of studio Ghibli and the tea dragon society,
0: which Ooh,
2: those are okay. like in my top 10.
0: Yeah. And I recommend that you check out mooncakes. It's, it's a delightful book. It really is. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good, good stuff. Good picks. Good picks. Yeah. Um. So, well, Um. Uh, I have one more thing to add, I guess. Yeah. Um, just recently, Jason Pammant, um, who is a South Australian uh, comic book creator, published his first graphic novel, um, uh, which is called Treasure in the Lake. Jason's done a lot of um, animation and uh, concept work for films and commercials and things like that, and this is his first graphic novel. And uh, it's, ca- it's like a middle-grade adventure mystery And um, it's a beautiful book. It's a great book uh, that was published recently. And we're going to have him um, do a creative chat. And it will be out um, sometime early December. So watch out for that one. And that's pretty much it, I think. Uh, did, uh, Did anyone have anything they wanted to add? No? All right. Well, uh, this will probably be our last roundup for the year. Um, uh, I think we'll probably have another podcast in December, kind of mid December, uh, where we will be talking about our favorite, uh, graphic novels this year, um, from what we've read. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is our final roundup for this year. So, uh, thanks Jade and Marisa for joining me today.
2: Thanks, Yagi. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Graphic. email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.